Oh my God, it's time for another Drew Drogi's Minor Revelations. Hi! Happy week, everybody. Um, sorry I didn't have an episode last week. I promise I'm trying to get better about having more episodes. I'm, I'm a mess. Um, this is going up, uh, you know, a couple days after the Oscars. So by this point, we've already heard it. We've rehashed it. But I have to talk about it because it's the Oscars and it's, it's, uh, it, you know, oh my God, that moment. Sunday night. Oh my God. What? I was watching that with a couple friends and we were like, we heard La La Land one. We're like, of course. Ugh, who cares? Whatever. And that snafu happened and we were just like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. And it was just, it was hope. It was beauty. It was glory. It was everything dangerous. I loved how uncomfortable everybody was. I loved the faces of everyone in the crowd. There was something about it. The whole spirit of the Oscars, uh, I thought the Oscars was great this year. I really did. I thought the whole vibe was very positive. It was very pro-community. It was like, I know it was so manipulative to bring those people from the bus to come in. But my God, it was just saying, look, we're all people. Let's bring in Gary from Chicago to talk to Ryan Gosling and Denzel Washington or whatever and all just be people together in a, in a moment. And I thought it was really celebrating diversity. I didn't think it got mean. I thought Jimmy Kimmel was great. Um, overall, I just thought it was a wonderful night. And so what a perfect ending. Um, and I thought La La Land was so incredibly gracious. And oh my God, how horrible for them to have to get up there and then have to be like, no, you didn't win. Um, and I know there's been a lot of um, complaining about Moonlight not getting their moment. And I agree. My God, they deserve a moment. Um, but on the other hand, much bigger deal to me, much bigger picture. Um, a gay, black, low budget film uh, won Best Picture. That was, that's literally going to save lives. I mean, that is, that is the, the, end of the story. It's opening wide in theaters. It's a story that's going to be shared with, with, with millions more people because of it winning. And I know that if it weren't a masterpiece, uh, you know, I wouldn't feel so strongly, but on top of, you know, on top of what it's going to do, it's, it's a, it's a perfect movie. Um, uh, and, uh, it also, it's the first black film to win, Best picture. I don't call it a black film. That sounds so, so tacky. Uh, first film about the uh, about the African American experience. That's not about racism. That's not about uh, you know. It's it's literally just a simple story of life of one person's life lived through three different really uh, traumatic and you know. Um, uh, you know, uh, amalgamating stages of his life, and it was just it's beautiful. Um. La La Land, you know, here's the thing. I, I really didn't enjoy La La Land. I I hated it more after everyone's love for it came out because it's. I, I went into it expecting to be just completely taken away. I wanted to just escape into this like gorgeous world of beautiful people, and I love Los Angeles, and I wanted to celebrate movies and all of it. And I I just was just not very uh, whelmed. I just wasn't whelmed, you know. Um, 
The opening is an eBay commercial 10 years ago. 10 years ago, there was literally an eBay commercial that is that opening of that movie. Um, you know, this character has like been doing it for six years and she's just going to give up because it's been six years. And I'm like, I'm sorry. If you were a real dreamer, your dream wouldn't go away after six years. You're If you're a rational person and you're saying, look, six years, that's too long. I get it. I respect that. I think that's great. But you don't give up on your dream after six years if it's really your dream. I'm sorry. Um, the one person show she was in. Why did that solo show have to be so terrible at a rotting theater with like all in the family furniture? She had no idea that nobody was going to come. Um, all the logic of him not being able to like text her or call her that none of it made any sense. I was just kind of a mess and I, and I didn't hate it. Um, in fact, you know, there are a lot more best picture winners that I, that I hate way more than La La Land. And, um, I'd like to rattle those off. Um, but yeah, basically, and I will, I'm going to rattle off the, the, the winners of the best picture that I don't, that I think are just complete garbage. La La Land is fine. It's entertaining. It's fine. But if Singing in the Rain, Moulin Rouge, and Hedwig are not going to get an Oscar for Best Picture, then it doesn't deserve to get an Oscar for Best Picture, uh, especially not in a year when Moonlight and Manchester by the Sea and Hell or High Water and Arrival and a lot of just other things were just better, in my opinion. Um, best Pictures that are worse, though, far worse, I'm going to start with You Can't Take It With You. The most boring movie ever. It's a delightful, stupid play. I uh, was in it in college. Every character is insane. It's sort of like Little Miss Sunshine or one of those like just screwball movies where every character is a mess. Um, the most boring movie you'll ever just sit through. And it won a Best Picture. Gigi. I fucking hate Gigi. I mean, that is a feather and fondant wrapped argument for child abuse. It's awful and intolerable. Um, this is... I'm just going to say it. I don't love The Deer Hunter. I, I, I think it's so dull. That hour-long wedding before it, I don't care. I don't care. Um, I mean, you can respect The Deer Hunter, but look at every other film that was nominated that year. Um, I, I'm off offhand, like, Coming Home was nominated that year. Like, uh, incredible movies were nominated against it. And I think everything that was nominated against were better than The Deer Hunter. Um, Chariots of Fire... Chariots of Fire, no, over Reds, over Raiders of the Lost Ark, which is a better film and it has survived way longer and it's definitely a classic. Raiders of the Lost Ark is a classic film. Chariots of Fire. Um, there was that whole period where they, where things were just the the most boring film one, the epic film. And that was like, uh, you know, Chariots of Fire, Gandhi, Out of Africa, The Last Emperor, Oh, the English patient, even Shakespeare in love. Like, okay, fine. But who cares? A Beautiful Mind, which also was the worst of the five that it was nominated against that year. Million Dollar Baby. Like, I, I just found just unwatchable and offensive and just against like anyone who, uh, you know, lived in a small town and just just impossible to watch a boring movie. The King's Speech. Awful. Boring. Um, and of course, nothing worse than uh, second place crash, first place Forrest Gump. Um, I promise one day I'm going to do an entire takedown on just Forrest Gump and why I hate it and why it is the worst movie to win Best Picture and the worst big budget movie ever. Um, that just requires me sitting down and watching Forrest Gump, which I promise to do at some point. So um, congrats to all the winners 
Uh, and uh, let's have a show where I talk to other people. How about that? <laughs> Oh my God, I'm sitting here with two of my favorite people, Dave oh. Holmes and Karen Kilgariff. Hi. I, I could say the same thing. I mean, I, I mean I'm mean, i so what glad you guys are here. Not me, though. That's the problem. Yeah, that is a problem. You know a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> Karen, we, we brought you on here today to talk about uh, just your general distaste for people. For and, the two of you. Well, and mainly the two of us. Oh, okay. About how good, you really good. don't care for the two of us it's and we love to, you thank you and that feels good to me because that puts me up on a pedestal Ew, uh-huh. right and don't so, you love when there's like somebody you just really don't like and you kind of go i don't like that person and they go but they love you like that sh- would change anything makes me I hate always it more think, like that would make you a narc <laughs> that would make me such a narcissist to go oh they like <laughs> they me then never mind forget yeah. it because it's like it, it's not a two-way street like that it doesn't mean that you know, and I can just, it doesn't mean I wish them horrible things, but I can right. just be like, they're not my people. And they can, but they love you, Drew. And you're you be like, you get to not like people. Yeah. You get thank to. Thank you. And I also think, I think that's so, um, always so weird when people use that as an argument, as if I would change my opinion about them based on them liking me. Yeah. Like, ew. <laughs> I evaluate strangers that way, though. Like online, uh-huh. if somebody, if somebody tweets something negative at me and they have like 60 followers, I'm like, well, fuck them. Who cares? Right. Right. <laughs> Nobody's. Right. right. Somebody with 50 followers says, Says, oh, I like that article you wrote. That's an up and comer. Oh, yeah. you know I mean? They're just right. getting started. Yep. That's right. Yep. You know, exactly. They're smart people. Absolutely. Maybe a they get it. <laughs> they just joined Twitter yesterday. Yeah. Or they're being very selective sure. and, and who they let follow them. I it don't know. Be, it That's could be right. Jake Gyllenhaal under an assumed name. You never yes. know. It could be a secret account. You never know. That's my passion idea is finding out who are secretly celebrities on Twitter. Oh, that yeah. would right. be the coolest app. If is that a could thing? That. Like the celebrities have, like they go undercover with different names. I, mean, I wonder. I feel like one or two have in the past, so it suggests the idea that it's possible. Oh, yeah. I love. That. I have. A, I have a, a secret Facebook account. Oh, you do. Just for like people I know. Okay. Oh. You know. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Oh. Karen and I both are like, news to us. What yeah. a difficult right. way to hear about wow. this. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm considering um, doing that too, or doing a separate Facebook account because yeah. it becomes a lot. Uh-huh. Sometimes you just pop on there and then you have a lot of messages and a lot of stuff to do. And I'm like, I'm, I'm at work all of a sudden on Facebook and mm-hmm. it's... A little too much. This is the Way part where much. I get to say, I left Facebook in 2011. I was oh, going to ask. I was like, you. I don't think I've ever seen you on there. And how did your life change? I just became obsessed with Twitter. Yeah, I know you're all over Twitter. I just transferred it over to Twitter. Okay. Would you ever leave it? Twitter? Yeah. Probably. I mean, it's been, lately it's been such a bummer. Yeah. But also it's like my main source of news and it feels like the main source of kind of truth these days where uh-huh. you're actually getting like eyes on the ground yeah. in places as opposed to just headlines. Right, yeah. right, right, right. But it's so, it's really depressing that now it's 80% political yeah. freak outs. Right, right. And yeah. 20% like, I was at the mall and... Yeah, just is, aggressively boring statements. <laughs> but also like, uh, I think people too, like they, they want to be so, they want to be heard and so like sometimes it can be so harsh and so much... Just because people want to, and everybody thinks that you want their opinions about everything too, and that can sometimes be really like irritating on yeah. Twitter when you like put something out there and they go, but and people reply, 
with how they felt. And you're like, I oh, I you could just not. I retweeted yeah. a thing about uh, the when um, that Tom Cotton is that his name mm-hmm. the the guy that got uh, in like insanely cheered at during that town hall yeah. meeting yeah and it was about uh, oh I don't know what town hall uh, the it was the one debates? of the many town halls that went uh-huh. nuts where people Oklahoma? were just like I think so or or Kansas or yeah something. Some, mm-hmm. somewhere Midwest and yeah. he basically was talking about hell you know taking away repealing Obamacare and this person stood up and was like my husband's dying then I won't have insurance what kind of insurance do you have and the room exploded in cheering and I retweeted that and a guy wrote back to me how about you get a job where it provides your insurance then (laughs) then we can hear your opinion and I just wrote what the fuck does that mean (laughs) I wrote back okay (laughs) right exactly like like, right uh, you would just assume you know who you're talking to right right exactly I I know that you would assume that I don't have a job or my job doesn't provide insurance that my union doesn't give me insurance. I don't get insurance. You're just, you're assuming that you can't have that stance without being in like the beggar's position as opposed to being like, no, I think everybody should have the amazing healthcare I I have. have. I have great healthcare and I think everyone deserves to have it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Also, and I, let's, I don't, Okay, I just want to say this: when when it's when there are when there's like the woman's march, when there are protests, one of the big things is well, well, they just don't have jobs, so they can show up at a at a protest whenever they want. Nobody ever says that about the big Trump rallies. You know what I mean? He just no. had his big one, right? And nobody's given. ever like, right. why don't those people get jobs? <laughs> yeah, you right. know, I know, I know. Every, uh, there are a lot of people who are free in the daytime. You know what exactly. I mean? Oh, we're and, here and in the now daytime. we live in a I world where people work all different t- hours and yeah. times, and most people work from home now. Not yeah. maybe most, but a large number of people plan their jobs accordingly. You know, they're they're not the nine to five model they're anymore. They're not nine to five. And it's just a also, one more the women's march was on a Saturday, it was, wasn't it? I know, <laughs> I know. Like, None of it makes a lot of people were free. Any. Yeah sense whatsoever and the amount of women that made huge sacrifices to go on that march to you know i mean financially and yeah, to leave fly their ass across their the families and leave their lives to go and do that is like we, we just we look down on that and go well they don't have jobs yes like and also like getting a job like as if i think also the world that we live in too like we're usually without a job like we, we work from little job to little <laughs> job little job so telling us to get a job is so like innocuous yeah it doesn't I've, work I'm I'm that up in the air <laughs> That, that George Clooney movie when everybody was like, oh, I've got, I, I was like, uh, this is just not for me because I'm used to not ever having a job. Like, I'm used to that. Like, the idea that, like, you've had the same job all your life. And, you know, it's, and, and I think more and more people are getting that. I mean, it's just like with jobs now, like, Everything's the millennials, the children, yeah. they all are doing like smaller, you know, they're, they're not making career, like, lifelong career choices. And that, you know, they're, they're working from one job to the next. So yeah. it's such a weird thing to tell somebody, like, you know, um, and it's, it's like you like, have to go. Uh, I don't have the same dad as you, so this doesn't work. Right, exactly, on me. exactly. It's, this is not and my I've situation. Also, I've also like exercised those demons with my dad. Like you know what I mean, or whatever. Like, <laughs> right. I've already, like I've already figured that out, and you know, it was never. I you know, and like I had a dad that wasn't given a choice as what he wanted to do with his life, and so he was miserable in his job. So the last thing I would want to do is to just get some sort of boring job. Like I saw yeah. that from day one. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Yeah, and <sighs> you're not. You're not like. You're not a parasite. You know what yeah, I mean? Right. Like we all we all produce things. Right. We make our own money. Exactly. We're doing okay. And that's how we that's and that's the job that we have. Our yeah. job is being creative and making things and yeah. going in between stuff. So Yeah. I don't know. I think that guy was right. 
<laughs> Guys, let's just You know what? The it. more I talk, the less I feel <laughs> confident about my opinions. Yeah. And I'm going to go. You know, when I, sometimes. <laughs> when I was home, uh, I was home over the holidays uh-huh. and... Um, and my, my dad passed away, which I think I told yes, you. Yes, and uh, and so and I was there for a long time. And when I'm when I'm there, I usually uh, I'll record my show for Sirius at a at a radio station downtown. Like there's oh, always wow. a studio that I can just squat in for an hour and bring my uh, microphone and just talk. Right. So I was there, and like their news guy in the morning was like, "You should meet our station director and whatever." And so I was like, "All right, fine." So I I did. And and like we just kind of had a nice little meeting, mm-hmm. and then it was like it sort of transpired after that I was like. Oh, wait, they were, he was trying to put together like a show for oh, us. Like God. he was thinking maybe I was moving back <laughs> and we were going to do a thing. Aww. And then I was, Aww. which is nice, so but nice. I immediately was like, this is such a CW show. Yes. You know what right, I mean? Right, right, like right. Like I go yeah. back to my mountain oh, town, exactly. which I don't even live in a mountain town. <laughs> right. But like, you know, and then I have a little morning show and, and it's like, and, and the local colorful news. locals. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, yeah. And it's like, and people say hi to me and I'm like, what? You know? I also love that like in a week's time that all happens for you. It's like, yeah. just like those shows. It's like mm-hmm. on the pilot, mm-hmm. like there's always like death in the family you yeah. have to go home and take care of the family business right. which means running the radio show and by the end of the show and, and you learn a really important lesson oh, on that course. first show yeah because everyone from the city yeah everyone from the city is an asshole and right. everyone from the country is weird right. and then you exactly. blend those two together and they balance and it's out. magic it's, it's so, magical yeah. and you realize that we're all alike it's a human story and we need to slow down in the city and then we need to speed up in the country <laughs> <laughs> we and all need to be medium just yeah. meet in the medium please yeah. please my, my co-host would be Melissa Joan Hart. <laughs> you know what I mean? I but she was playing a real bitch this time. Oh, oh, so you won't she believe won't have it. anything yeah. of it. She's yeah. the mayor's daughter. <laughs> She's no Sabrina. This is how things work now. <laughs> the mayor's daughter. <laughs> I, lo- I, I would watch that show, though, in a heart. Oh. Anything that's like local civics, I'm yeah. in <laughs> like Flynn. I, I hope it would be called local civics. Local civics. <laughs> you guys, I think we have our, fri- our spring writing project. Oh, my God. There's a new... <laughs> Yeah, let's visit that Netflix office. It's so it just let's dumb. Let's get in there. there. They let's give everybody there. else money. Everybody gets a show on Netflix. Why, don't Why we not get this? Money and a show. Are you listening, Netflix? Done. Local and civics. Done. Local, Local civics. civics. I love it. Um, I want to hear some stories from I, from both okay. or either of you. All right. Who wants to talk? Who wants to? Dave, you have the storytelling show. Oh, I do. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you kick it off. I do. By the way, if anyone wants to do it tonight, (laughs) people are dropping left and right because of hateful posts. I know. I wish I could do it. I just, I know. That's a long story. I know. Um, Let's see. What can I, okay. Um, This isn't a really, a a story. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just a general thing. I don't know what I like anymore. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. You know? Yeah. Like, I don't, I used to. Like music drove me for like I would go from one like music crush to the next. Sure. And like I would listen to a song a hundred times in a row until like it was like inside of me. And it's like and I haven't done that in years. And it's right. very strange. And now like when I hear like I on the way over here I heard a song that I liked and my feeling was not like pleasure but relief. You know what I mean? I was like, <laughs> like oh, okay. okay, good. Okay, yeah, good. There's I can a, get a there beating again. heart inside <laughs> of me somewhere. Yeah, like, do you feel, because you have such a, a deep knowledge and love of music over the years. Do you feel like... Sort of, but but also kind of not. Really? Like, I'm, I'm all day, I'm in this uh, this chat room with the uh, with the other people at Esquire.com, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we're 
you know, and, and they're mostly, you know, early 30s, late 20s, mm-hmm. early 30s. And they will make like they'll make references that I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Right. Like, you right. Know what I mean? like Chance the Rapper is a new artist to me. Sure. But he's sure. been around forever and a day. Sure. And it's like it's ridiculous that he won Best New Artist because he's on his like 11th album or something right. crazy. Well, that's also but, like, the Grammys when they're like the best song goes to. I mean, I was like, yeah, drag queens have been doing Hello by Adele parodies <laughs> for five years. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. How that, you know, and I love that song. Yeah. Great. I love it. Adele, but yeah. what? Yeah, yeah, it's very strange. So yeah, um, but yeah, so like yeah. I, I can't, or they'll they'll reference bands that I'm aware of, but they'll have like the deep knowledge that I would have of the Smiths or whatever. okay, okay, and it just doesn't it doesn't apply to me anymore. So it really makes me feel like unmoored. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, un, do you like, remember what the song what the song the was that you loved? Uh, on the way over, it uh-huh. was from the anniversary, and I don't okay. know what it was called, but it was okay. on XMU, which I listened to XMU just to hear something <laughs> new or newish. That I might See, like. See, that's great. And, but it was on their old school show, so it itself could be 15 years <laughs> I don't even know. I don't know. I well, do that with KXLU. If I'm driving in the car every once in a while, I'll put on KXLU. Yeah. And then there'll be three songs, and I will love them purely because I don't hate them. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, right, And then right, I'll right, be right. like, yeah. I'm yeah. back. I'm back, and I'm young <laughs> yes. again. Yeah. That's exactly how well, it feels. It's, I just yeah. think it's really good to just like want to know. Because like, yeah. there's no way we can we can always know. And... You know, because of the internet, like everybody listens to different things now. Sure. Whereas, like where we all grew up, it we all listen to the same music. Yeah, you know, you FM listen, radio. There were different the FM radio, and there were different <laughs> yeah. genres. And maybe you liked, you know, hip hop, and maybe you liked country, or maybe you liked, you know, um, heavy metal or whatever. Yeah. But there's, but now everybody listens to different things. Right, so and it's so- impossible. But I think it's really important to just say, I need to know more. I want to mm-hmm. listen to more things, and that's the thing that keeps you. Young and fresh yeah. versus like curiosity saying the, 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 you know, the kids music's terrible now. No. Yeah. No, I don't, well, I don't um, feel that way, but it does frighten me a little bit. But I remember the first time I heard um, Uptown Funk and mm-hmm. I was like, I'm back. <laughs> like I was like, I like this Bruno Mars because it's like great. And I every time I hear it, that and 24 karat gold, I'm like 24 karat magic in the air. 24 karat magic in the air. What is that song called? It's called 24 karat magic. OK, great. Who sings it? Bruno, Bruno Mars. Mars. Oh, and I love it. And I uh, that one you, you don't care for there. it as much. No. no, I also didn't like Uptown Funk that much. Really? Ooh, yeah. I loved Uptown Funk. Really? I did. And I, I heard I, it at a wedding, which is the perfect oh, of place. Perfect place. Uptown Funk and uh, Get Lucky. Uh, no, it was another Bruno Mars, or maybe oh. that is Bruno Mars, but it yeah. was a different Get Bruno Lucky Mars. Get Lucky is Daft Punk. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah. I was like, I'm a hundred percent on board with Bruno Mars. Yeah. Then I watched his Super Bowl performance. Um, not the one with him and uh, Coldplay and whoever else, but the one he did by himself like mm-hmm. a couple years before that. Uh-huh. And it was so crazy amazing that I was like, oh, I'm on this guy's side. Yeah, 100%. I think I liked him because he's so mainstream and I really enjoy Because I, I, I realized that I can be such... I don't like the quality of myself to go, oh, everybody likes that. I hate it. Yeah. Like I've always ha- kind of hated that side of me that hates what everybody else likes. And when I like something that everybody likes, I f- I've, I'm like, I feel weirdly comforted by that, if mm-hmm. that makes any sense. And no, I'm like, oh, I really like this, and everybody else does too. And um, I don't have to fight anymore. Right, because <laughs> yes. every year there's that movie that everyone loves, and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry I didn't like it. The other night at my show backstage, I had to, t- I mean, everybody was going on and on about how amazing Almost Famous was, and I was like, I'm sorry, it's not. I hate it. I hated it. I hated it. I have to say it. Everyone's like, "What? Yeah, you hated Almost Famous?" And yes. I was like, "I did. I really did." And I'm sorry. I- I'm not right, and you're not wrong. I mean, yeah. I'm like, I- I- you know what I mean? It's just opinions. And so I hate when there's something that everybody's 
going crazy about and I have to sit there and go, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, so yeah. um, but I That's really don't know any. But I but I also understand what you're saying, because um, I think because, you know, I'm so opinionated about movies and there's so many now that I can go into and go, well, you know, I see why that was this or that. And so yeah. my, my opinions are a little bit less sharp mm-hmm. love or hate. Yeah. So I understand what you're saying about like not really yeah. knowing what you love anymore. Yeah, and, and I'm kind of the same way with movies. Like I haven't been like super blown away by anything in a in a long time. Yeah. And I and I feel like I find myself wanting to go back, wanting to like watch things from the seventies mm-hmm. and early eighties and stuff and like right. study them mm-hmm. and not just like sit and watch and enjoy and be transported like I used to. You right. Know? Right. It's weird. I don't know. Don't you think also with the music thing, uh, not having a preference can also be about just a full on glut of music. Like, I, oh, sure. There's 500 more bands than there yeah. were yeah. when we were growing up. So it was like you either when I was a teenager, you you either liked like uh, Journey. I don't know. Not Journey. I was a little old. But like, you know what I mean? It was just basically like n- the Smiths or Journey. You right, had to pick right, right, right. one team. Yeah. And yeah. now there's right. 1,000 categories in between. Right. And it's each and one is a trend. I mean, I was like, everybody at my school knew Guns N' Roses, the B-52s, Sinead O'Connor. Like, everybody knew <laughs> who those people were, whether you liked them or not. And and I think, too, like, you tie so many experiences to those songs of okay. your life. Yeah. yeah. You know? And so, and now when... You know, we, it's just, uh, we were like, you know, on our way to do something and we hear a song and you're like, oh, okay, cool. You're but right. you're, you're not really having an experience yeah. either. And at the same time as there is this huge glut of music, mm-hmm. there's also no scarcity at all anymore. Like my favorite thing to do, to do used to be like go through records at a record store right. and find things that were hard to find because that was like the only way to hear them would be mm-hmm. to pull them out of the rack and pay for them with money and then take them to the machine that plays them right and then you could hear them right and so like so i you know there were things that i loved that i would never hear you mm-hmm. know unless i was next to my own stereo or whatever i could it was on a tape that i could put in or something and now it's like now i hear the killing moon every other week mm-hmm. you know what i mean and mm-hmm. it's not just like a, it used to be a thing that you would hear a couple times a year and you'd be like ah and you would have a connection with somebody else who knew it right right but right, now right. it's just like what is the killing moon uh um, echo and the bunny Man song oh, okay okay <laughs> um sure. but it's like you know i have I have the you know the alternative 80s station on and it's like uh-huh. they play the same 150 songs and mm-hmm. and i mean anytime it's like 80s flashback lunch or whatever and i'm driving in the car i'm like am i a ghost if mm-hmm. will i just keep on living this exact life where friday i'm in love is playing in the background <laughs> yeah. to everything that happens yes to me? right yeah. right it's the weirdest feeling and well and they, yeah they get they can be very limited to what they you know play for that stuff too i yeah. get to where i'm like i love uh b-side disco <laughs> and there's so it's so hard to find disco that's not the time life I thought you that, know, that was like a party right right that exists somewhere called what? B-side disco oh no I wish <laughs> I wish start it Drew I'm gonna start a People party called B-side disco you, yes but on the way over here I was listening to um, Let's All Chant Michael Ziegler do you know, you know that song? It's, no. it's in Eyes of Laura Mars which now after the Faye Dunaway mess up of, of uh, oh my god Sunday night. I really hope that Eyes of Laura Mars is now released on DVD finally because you can't find it. It's so hard. And every year, groups. Uh, I have a group of friends that go to Palm Springs and we share movies with each other. And I want to bring Eyes of Laura Mars, and it's so hard to get a hold of. Yeah. But 
Faye Dunaway plays this crazy, uh, believe it or not, she plays crazy, um, f- um, fashion photographer in New York. Uh-huh. And she's doing these wild shoots with these like these women that are like mostly bare chest. Did you hear me say bare chest? I literally lost yeah. my voice. Throw up. Bare chested women. Bare chested women, and they're like, and they're like, there's like fire behind them, and they're like in, in the middle of like, uh, you know, Central Park, and their face like lit Central Park on fire, taking pictures of these models in front of like car crashes and stuff. And there's this song that go, it's it's let's all chant, and it's the best. Let's all chant. Let's all chant, and it's the best disco song from 1977. And it just sounds like musical cocaine. It's the best yeah. thing ever. And you're like, ugh. Um, that's what I was listening to on the on the way over here. And I, you know, I just pretend like I live in the '70s. I put on like <laughs> Pandora stations for like um, Ohio players and mm-hmm. Sylvester, and that's just kind of what a I. Good way to live. That's yeah, just like how that. I want to live. Yeah, all the time. For a little while, things were a little bleak for me, and every morning I would put on P Funk by Parliament. Oh, I get and it. And I swear to God, if you are going through anything or you're mm-hmm. just feeling low, that song is so goddamn funny and amazing sounding. It really is. It's just it puts you in a good mood. Like you can't fight right. it. Right. Yeah. Right. There's some really great Funkadelic. There's some really great stuff that they every now and then it'll slide in on the on the Pandora channel. And you're like, what is this? Yeah, I gotta do that. I gotta do that. And yeah, uh, really good yeah there's some really great stuff. Yeah. There's also a, a band named Lime that was a very okay. obscure '70s disco, and 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 uh, and I think they were super gay. And I don't really because I think a lot of people talk about and their music's incredible too. And I don't know why they didn't really take off, but yeah. it's like lemon yeah. lime, mm-hmm, like lemon lime, lime. It's just called lime. It's because the name is terrible. It's, it's terrible. It's not a good name. It's not a good name. Lime. <laughs> but God, it's good. That music's so. Where good. Please come lime. see my band, Lime. Lime. <laughs> lime. It, it just sounds Up like next. mild. Yeah. Lime. <laughs> Ooh, yummy, mild. <laughs> Exactly. Ooh. I can't wait to hear these people. <laughs> don't get too quiet. Don't get too much. Do you have scurvy? There's you might a- want some lime. <laughs> there is a uh, there is a um, a Jello mold that my mother makes every uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas, and uh, and it's it, it's lime. It's uh-huh. lime Jello. Uh-huh. It's, it's lime. It's lime. lime. <laughs> and and it's and her thing for like if someone's having it for the first time, which no one is ever having it for the first time because it's always there. <laughs> right. But somebody will go like, mm, she'll go like, oh, isn't it good? Isn't it mild? like that's like such a good quality mild mild? i don't want anything mild i just like why am i eating this wait you don't want to overpower the the turkey you're irish catholic right yeah does your mom serve that as like during the salad portion of the meal that's salad there is no separate salad portion of the meal Mm. oh it all goes on one plate yeah it's all in one big so you have a you have a nice mild what's in the lime what's in the lime uh jello i feel like Sour cream, uh-huh. uh huh. Bits of uh, canned bits of uh, of pineapple. Uh huh. I want to say walnuts. Uh huh. Okay. Probably okay. Uh-huh. that. Okay. Yeah. Because there's also the one with just traditional traditional fruit cocktail. But then my grandmother on my dad's side did some huh nasty shit. She would do lemon jello and put veg all a can of vegetables in lemon jello. So it would be like lima beans, carrots, um, onions. Uh, oh green beans. <laughs> Drew, that's wild. That's <laughs> wild. That's yeah. not mild. It's that's not wild. mild. Yeah. And then it's she wild. would do a dollop of sour cream on top of it. 
Like, and it was the That's most disgusting brutal. thing ever. Now, was that a salad entree? That was a salad, and it would always be served on a bed of iceberg lettuce. Mm-hmm. Okay. Disgusting. Now, let's see if my grandma's beats your grandma's. All right. Because my grandma Anne, on my dad's side, used to serve on a bed of iceberg lettuce, <laughs> oh. l- lime jello, uh-huh. with cocktail floating in it. Uh-huh. With Thousand Island dressing on oh top of it. Oh my God! God! Oh my God! That's so revolting. It's so so you were supposed to oh cut all of that salad up, and that was like your dinner salad, but it had fucking lime jello with fruit in it in mixed in. Oh so God! So it's so much sugar, and because it's like it just those tastes do not they don't a go creamy well together. Mayonnaise based dressing doesn't Ugh. go with lime jello. That's no. so disgusting in any way. And the we, flavors, oh, the and textures. Sorry, hard boiled eggs cut up oh. around, oh. around the outside. No, it was no, just no, no, no. Yeah. That's horrifying. Legendary in my awful. family. We Horrible. actually served it um, a couple Christmases ago. My Aunt Mary served it like as a joke of like, remember everybody when we used to have to eat this out <laughs> yeah. of like guilt and whatever. So much. I will say like, you know, say what you will about the the environment or, the, you know, children's manners or whatever. <laughs> Food has gotten better over time. <laughs> oh, no question. We used to suffer so much. And then hearing what our parents had to suffer through and eat. Yeah. And now like you can get like really good food. Pretty much, you know, anywhere in the country. You know, it's you like, should, you know. Yeah. Well, I think it's, you know, we were hunter gatherers or whatever for a while. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, and then food was just really hard to make because nothing was canned or frozen or right, anything. Right, right. So, like, I know my, my, my mom's parents, mm-hmm. like, food was a big deal and you would toil in the kitchen for a long period of time. But then in the 50s, everything got easy. Right. You know, everything right. was canned or frozen or, or like you could do TV, TV dinners. Dinner. Yeah. So like yeah. recipe TV books would be like, open a can of this and add a can of this mm-hmm. and stir it together. And that's a that that's a recipe. That's a meal. Mm-hmm. You've put right. two canned things together and it's super easy or, or something. Congratulations. To take out of, yeah. Go back to your drinking <laughs> right. and smoking. Right. Fine. Yeah, and, and then we denial. swung way the other direction <laughs> in like, I think, trying to, you know, put in an effort and make something make something nice. Yeah. I bet that's. And in fact, I know that that's intimidating for my mother. Because she stopped doing uh, Christmas dinners, mm. like she would, she would do like the thing and then uh, the the Jello thing, and then uh, chicken uh, chicken tetrazzini, mm-hmm. which is like a big <laughs> oh, pasta yeah. casserole. Yeah, yep. and and I think she caught an eye roll from from somebody, like a, a niece or a nephew, you were a, or oh. a sister in law or daughter in law or something, and uh, and she was like, well then. We're just getting sandwiches. So for the last like <gasps> 15 assholes. years, oh, we gosh. get we get like we go to a deli and we get a tray of sandwiches. And it's like uh, so now preparation is literally just pulling the jello thing out of the fridge, um, <laughs> getting out, getting out ketchup, mustard, mayonnaise, putting them in separate dishes. Yeah. And then like taking off the foil and revealing the sandwiches. And that's, oh, like, that's, 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 that's dinner. But it's also, still but it still stresses. It still stresses her out. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. must be nice, though, because that's, I would say, she just cut out about four hours of prep time. Yeah, for sure. So that's kind of cool. And I don't yeah. cook. I, I think I would enjoy cooking because I really do. I've gotten, I just don't, I'm not in that, the the routine of doing it. Um, But I can't imagine having to cook every night and yeah. like having to do that or just like that sort of, that pressure of doing that. I mean, my mom loves it and it's something that she really looks forward to doing. Um, But I'm never upset when she's like, can we just order out like she kind of has to she uh, and i'm like please yeah sit down with us and like you know and let's order let's do whatever but it's funny because my mom was like that all through us growing up she despised cooking and let us know it it was always this huge pain she also oh, wow. worked uh-huh. in a mental hospital all day long so then oh, she would come home and just be like girls could you not have cleaned, cleaned up the front room or whatever and we would just never be doing anything so yeah. spoiled and <laughs> then she would have to make us dinner so uh, it turned into basically it was some kind of chicken combined with 
um, soups, like Campbell's cream yeah. of something soup uh-huh, uh-huh. mixed with wine. And that would yeah. just all go into the oven at once. She called uh-huh. it a door slammer with minute rice <laughs> and some yep. kind of like frozen vegetable defrosted. And that yep. was, we had that like three nights a week. Sure. Yeah. Sure, yeah, sure, we sure. pretty much did this. Tuna noodle was a big, uh, was oh, a big yeah. sensation mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in our household. <laughs> with potato chips on top. Uh, oh, sometimes there, there was a fish recipe with uh, crumbled up ruff, ruffles on top. I, th- I think that was an orange roughy. <laughs> oh, there <laughs> wow. you go. That's fancy. That. Yeah. Yeah. The Holmeses were fancy. Yeah, yeah we they were. were. We get it. Yeah, noses up in the air. Yeah. <laughs> Those lace orange ruffy ruffle wrap. <laughs> oh, she thinks she's something with that orange ruffy every night. She really does. She she's in. impressed with herself. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes back to my mom somehow. That, that's yeah. what she would say about people who like who seem to be. You know, putting on airs. Oh, oh, that was a that was a huge thing. You are not allowed to be proud of anything you've done. No, each other. No, you know, um, anytime. And it was a thing that I had to realize. I was like, oh no, I mean. My parents are proud of me, but like in, but they have would only tell me in private. Like in public, they would just be like, anytime I would get a compliment or my brother would get a compliment, they would immediately have to knock it down because they'd be like, <laughs> we're not too proud. Yeah. You know, you guys, great job on that. We're not doing too well. <laughs> just, you know, we're still struggling with things. It's like, what He's is still that? getting seasoned math. Yeah, I know. And you're like, why? Why does that need to be? Why, why is that? You know, I don't understand. And I, and I, find myself sometimes not being able to take a compliment in that way when somebody oh, sure. will, you know, be like, nice shirt. I'm like, it was so cheap. I got it from a yeah, thrift I'm store. Exactly and you're the like, same why way. do I, I not just go, thanks. Yeah. My mother, like, we, there was like a running bit in our family because my mother was so good at de- con- like just taking apart any compliment, even uh-huh. if it was like, it's the funniest thing where it's like, it would be her birthday and it would just be like, <laughs> well, I, it's, you know, happy birthday. I'm so glad you're, and she'd be like, oh, this is crazy. It was just like nothing, yeah, 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 yeah. anything positive aimed towards you had to be like right. batted away right. sure and then denied afterwards when you say why did you and they're like i didn't you know there's just no acknowledgement oh, stop for, it you're exactly. crazy yeah. exactly being mm-hmm. dramatic again yeah you know or thinking you're all that and, it's, and if you get in your head and you're like i guess i just think i'm the shit all the time yeah and you have to you know deal with all that yeah. stuff if you want to see me have a panic attack pay me a compliment of any kind <laughs> i know i know i know I will immediately <laughs> tell you what else is what's going terribly in my life. Yeah. If you say something's nice, I'll be like, oh, well, you know, it's not all great. You know, and I'm just like, you know, ugh. I have my worst. reaction is like, um, you compliment me, and then my reaction is usually like, this problem isn't over. Like, it's, <laughs> it's like, I don't, this isn't a solution. Like, yeah. it's not like we're suddenly mid fight and I'm not accepting your apology. Like, <laughs> I also like really like, I can be, I can just give people too much when they all they want to say is that was good or good job i can immediately i get them in too close <laughs> and i immediately go you know the other night i mean i'm doing this play right now and i and we had like a really quiet audience they were lovely but they're very p- polite uh and um so i was just sort of unpacking that like afterwards with another cast member in the lobby and i was kind of going they were fine but they made us really work hard and it just didn't wasn't as fun as last night when they were just like on board for the craziness of the whole thing and there was someone that i you know like had seen the show that came in and was like hey great job and i kind of let her in too much and i was like well you know they weren't all that and then i was like next thing i knew like I, I didn't, I was sort of like robbing her experience in a way. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, yeah. I should just let her, I should just say thank you. I was like, shut up. Cause it was fine. It wasn't even like I was really going through anything, but I needed to like f- 
part of me needed to let her know, like, it was better last night, which is so <laughs> shitty to somebody. Like, right. they don't want to hear, like, oh, it was better when you weren't here. Well, and also, we always forget that, that your experience of it was probably the hardest experience to have of that, which is the person performing the yes. play. So the person that's actually a, a real audience member right. that you have no experience being comes in and is like, yes, that was rad. And you immediately are like, you're wrong. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> exactly. Know? I know. And I have to. And I and I've. We do it all the really time. Really try to get better about that because it's just like it's just not fair and and they're not going to give me anything that I need in that moment. Hell it's no. not like they're going to. They just said great job. What else do you want from uh-huh. them? They're not uh-huh. going to give. And, and like I, you know, it's that thing where you're like, I need to just sort of like, uh, yeah. And in that situation, I'm like, the cast member and I who are on stage together going through it. That's what I was kind of processing it with her. But I was like, I needed to kind of shut that door and then sort of put another, you know, thing on when somebody else, cause yeah, you're right. When you're up there doing it, there are times that it's like, it feels so hard. And then somebody can come up to you in tears and go, I needed that so much. That was so amazing. And thank you. And you're like, Oh my God, that felt like murder for yes. me. Like I was so like, you know, um, so yeah, but it's, and then vice versa. There are other nights that I feel like I've like killed it. And I like a, a friend of mine will kind of give me the vibe that I'm like, Oh, I don't think they, you know, and it's just no, it's like no bearing on whatsoever. Did I, have I ever told you guys the story when I recorded my live album, when it was over and I was standing backstage, I was talking to, I think it was, uh, I can't remember. I was talking to two friends who were basically back there, like brushing my hair and being like, that was so amazing. And I was like, therapist you know prescribed Uh like allowing Uh it in and Mm -hmm. being in the moment or whatever and um so it's just kind of like oh my god i'm so glad it's over and that was great and like actually entertaining the thing that i'm not supposed to do Uh and then a girl walked in with a bouquet of mylar balloons and i turned to the door and i was like oh my god and she goes these are mine and then walked away and it was the most like it was just this moment where i was like i've lost my mind yep, like yep, i'm yep. i'm now this person and balloons almost made me cry it was as if like this oh my god this is the best thing that's ever happened to me where it's like I- i'm the next Grocery band store balloons. <laughs> yes. and you're like oh my god you did that for me and they're like no these are mine these are like, mine these are mine they're my balloons. Oh my god! It's so humiliating, and I've like since that time I've just never. I can't. I've, I've I have balloons some waiting around the corner. Being so possessive in that way too. It's just really <laughs> funny to me that you know, and then you think it's all about you in that moment, and you're just like, oh my god, it's, it's just like so not, so not about it's you. It's so I know your I show's know. over, the next show's starting, and it has balloons. So go yeah, fuck exactly. Yourself. So yeah, and we'll but. move on. <laughs> the, yeah, pavement is being washed off. Yeah, get with it. Bye. I know, I know. Anyway, but Karen, let's talk to me. What's your oh. Well, after the balloon incident, I realized I needed to refocus. (laughs) (laughs) Everything's before or after the Mylar balloon. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Because I realized then I I would really love a bouquet of Mylar balloons Uh at some point in my life as a surprise. And I never knew that before. Uh, Yeah. Uh, So I have to to incorporate that in who I am. I think that's really important. I I think think it's really good to know. And I think whoever's listening to this needs to know that. And, you know, when the next time you get up, maybe tonight, if you do Dave's storytelling show, maybe someone needs to bring you some mylar balloons i don't be afraid to fill the room with mylar balloons it's, <laughs> yeah. i can spell things out <laughs> there was a lady that reminds me there was a lady who used to work at the groundlings who was scared of balloons no <laughs> and i hated her for it like i was like that's not a, a valid fear i refuse to 
like entertain that. <laughs> I'm sorry, but like she was like, oh, I'm scared of balloons. Like there'd be like big openings and then have balloons in the lobby, and she wouldn't go in the lobby. She was terrified of them. I mean, I get like the <laughs> popping noises or like that can like be traumatizing. But, yeah, they don't. They don't just pop on. They their don't own. just pop Sometimes on their own. They do, and, no, but it's rare. I mean, I guess ghost but needles. It's also like <laughs> ghost needles. <laughs> But it was like I I judged her from that moment on. And then a year later or so, they found out that she had been embezzling like $50,000. <laughs> and I was like, I told you, she's not to be trusted. She was scared of balloons. That is not a fully formed human being. No. That's not, I don't, I, that's just not an opinion. You, you're not allowed to have that. Phobia. It's so good. No. Um, frequently, when people tell me they're allergic to things, I think they're lying. <laughs> I think they just don't like them. Yeah. Like we, have, yeah. we all have a friend who is allergic to dogs, and I'm just like, you just don't like dogs. You don't yeah, like you dogs. Don't, don't you don't like be dogs. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might yeah. be manifesting itself physically, but you just don't sure. like dogs. And you're sure, lying. sure. You're lying to yourself and the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fine. I know. Just to, don't go to the party if you don't want to go to the party. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Blame a dog. Well, don't there's also that. There's dog. so many people that you want to be like, don't make me take care of, you know. Don't make me take peanuts out of the lime salad. <laughs> yeah. Just because you're this allergic. This is my grandmother's recipe. <laughs> Isn't it mild? <laughs> I, I can't guarantee that it will be mild without a peanut. Um, sorry, but your story reminded me of embezzling. I worked in college in my short stint in college that was terrible. I worked it at the student store uh-huh. but it wasn't a store it was just where people went to cash checks it was like what? right at the advent of ATM machines oh my god so the way you got cash uh-huh. if, a, if your bank wasn't the one ATM on campus uh-huh. you could go cash a check for 20 yeah. bucks at this right. place write a check for okay. cash yes right. write it for cash right you could also cash. buy stamps you yeah. could pay your like a parking something or other there's like 17 things this office did okay okay I worked there this was in my phase where I was like kind of wanted to be mod. Uh, so I wore like men's old pajamas from the thrift store <laughs> with a safety pin and weird black flats and turtlenecks all the time and oh dyed God, black hair. I love hair. it. I love it. It was the fall or whatever the season was where nothing compares to you hit huge and it was yep. on the radio yep. all the time. Uh-huh. And so all that working there reminds me of is nothing compares to you playing and me running in like 29 minutes late every morning Uh, I I always was like how come I'm not getting fired and there was a woman (laughs) who would come when you would be done with your shift Wendy she would come through and she would count the drawer and then she'd just be like this drawer is like this drawer is a dollar seventy off Karen and I'd be like well I don't I can't explain it. Like right, I, right. I'm just sitting here. Right. There's a whole bunch of people behind me. Like I don't. I'm not taking a dollar seventy. And that would happen. She like suggested it enough, so I started getting like, "Am I bad? Like, do these people think I'm a bad person, or mm-hmm. am I doing something or wrong? Bad at math? Am I or something? <laughs> right? What's yeah. happening? Of course, turns out Wendy was arrested for embezzling like a dollar seventy at a time, thirty grand. Oh out my of, god! Like the school fund of some kind, and it was like. She fucking tried to make me feel like right. I was doing it. Right. That's a fucking wow. Yeah, it was there. amazing. That and was a good one. That's like a certain type of like sociopath that's gonna take that tiny amount every day that has that that patience. Yeah. To do that, and then to turn it on you and try to blame it on you to and build just the like, story. Of right. Like the girl like, with the weird black I hair. I talked to this girl and I asked her about it. And Karen's door short again. Wow. Yeah. And what are you really getting like every day, like that tiny amount? 
$30,000 eventually. You eventually get $30,000. I think that yeah, was yeah, the amount. Of fortune. Yeah. That is so crazy. Well, that's, I, I think, I don't know any of the details, obviously, of what I was happening at the Groundlings, but I know that was like, it was little things at a time, you know, and you're, there's something about it too, like, you know, I guess I have this like Robin Hood approach about it. If, like, if you're just going to steal from like some major corporation, not cool, but fuck them at the same time, like stick it to them. <laughs> but you're stealing from like a theater or from a school, yes. from a university or from a nonprofit theater. You're a horrible human being because these places don't have a lot of money anyway. And yeah. they're ultimately very good and they do really good things for a lot of people. And like, you're going to take from those, like of all, like, if you're going to steal, like, you know, please go to do. children's arts. That's yeah. the place to steal <laughs> the best children's arts because they have so much money. <laughs> or I I will say this uh, in talking about the story about Wendy. I will also admit that I was a stealer for a short amount of time after too. after flunking out of college. Have we talked about this? before? No, I don't think so. It's wow. like the sh- most shameful part of my life. But I had this job at a cafe inside a um a natural food store. So, mm-hmm. but our cafe was not associated. So there'd always be these people who came over and be like, "Oh, is this blah 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 free?" And we'd be like, "No, we're, we just rent the space here." So mm-hmm. we're like the weird kind of we don't belong anyway. And I would go, and it would be like, you know, six hour shifts, and I was being paid minimum wage or whatever. So I got it into my head one night because I was crazily broke that I was going to take twenty dollars because I I deserved it and I wanted to buy beer and why couldn't I? And who cares? And no one's going to know. So I did it one night, and of course had the burning Catholic couldn't get oh, it off Oh my god, me. wow. But of course drank it away and didn't really and so the next week I was like, I'm gonna do it again. And so I did it a second time. And then the next day, my manager Jeff, who I'm positive knew it was me, but he goes, Oh wow, this is crazy. The drawer keeps we're short twenty dollars in this drawer. I'm pretty sure the janitor or his son are stealing. And it was this man and like his 12 year old son who would come to clean the whole place every night who had nothing, never went anywhere near our thing. And I was so mortified and so horrified that, of course, I never touched it again. But it was like, right. You know know what that guy did to you? He he gaslit me. He did a reverse Wendy. (laughs) Yeah, he sure did. That was a reverse Wendy. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, because he was <laughs> like, I know Karen a, did a, this. This is my way. Wendy, but that's this what he is did. my way yeah. because also he knew that you were just like a, a good person and weren't going to let these people go down for that. Like, right. yes. how awful to be like, oh my god, to know like you got someone fired. Yeah. Like worse Somebody than getting can't. fired yourself. Yeah. Like knowing getting someone that, accused, getting someone accused, all of it. Like the humiliation of. Of just being like, oh my god, it was me, and like now I have to sit the, you know, oh my horrible. god, horrible, horrible. It was mine, bad. Mine was, uh, it was all centered around HMV at 86th and Lex, the big <laughs> record store. That, the record store. I remember yeah. that place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I figured out this is like before they would put huge, um, like you know, uh, stealing proof uh-huh, like uh-huh. cases on Those, all the CDs. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But I found out that if I just like slid my fingernail down like the seam down where like the little ridgy black part meets uh-huh. the, the clear plastic part I could like just unwrap the whole thing and I like in the winter months I would wear a huge long coat 
and oh, I can just like my God. I could I could grab that SWV album that I don't want to pay eighteen dollars for because I don't have the songs on it, but I want it. I want to hear it. Yeah, right. Soul for real, right in the pocket. And so yeah, I did that for about six months, and then I saw, and then I was I was at Brooks Brothers, and I saw somebody get busted for shoplifting, and like literally like like store police came out of a wall, like from behind, like like a door you didn't even know was there opened, and they came out and like grabbed these people, and it was so utterly humiliating that I was like, no, right. like it was my never, vanity that stopped me. I'd never right. do it again. I was, I remember when I was in probably, it was like high school. It would have been because it was Jurassic Park. So that would have been high school for me. And so I was in Spencer's Gifts. Remember the Spencer's Gifts, yeah. of course, of uh, the whoopee cushions and the just like weird, you know. Lava lamps. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just Shirts joke, a joke that store yeah. that, you know, was pre um, hot topic. Uh, you know, um, and then I came to like hate Spencer's. I was like, everything in this place just sucks. This Black is like posters. It's my yeah. problem with Cards Against Humanity. I was like, yeah. this is a shitty thing for du- for like people with no imagination, and I yeah. hate this place. Yeah. Um, I hate I hate Cards Against Humanity. Anyway, that play- I'm like, oh, you're just you know boring garbage people. Um, so uh, anyway, um. I went into Spencer's Gifts and I got accused of stealing some <laughs> Jurassic Park candy <laughs> eggs, like a box of candy, like j- like jawbreakers yeah. that were like Jurassic Park eggs. And there was this woman that I remember came up to me and she was just like, so uh, you going to buy anything or something like, or can I help you with anything? And I was like, I think I'm good. She was like, because well, I saw you with those eggs. I saw you with the the Jurassic <laughs> candies. And you're like. Oh, okay. She's like, I saw you. I saw you like touch them. And so do you want to, is there anything you want to like maybe put back or, and uh, I was like, no. And I remember getting so upset. And How I was old like, you? I was like in high school. I wasn't a child. <laughs> I mean, I was like a teenager. I was probably 16, you know, and I was just to the age where I was like, and I, it took me a while to realize, like, I was like, she thinks I stole a box of candy. <laughs> From what and and then I remember just being like, "What do you care?" Like in that moment, I wish I had. Like I wish I was cool enough to do that. And then when I was in college, a freshman year in college, when I uh, dated a girl for a, a brief period of time, mm. she used to steal <laughs> makeup from uh, from like Walmart or yeah. whatever. And I thought she was so cool for doing that. I mean, that was like you steal. Like she would go in and it was just just for the you know the kicks of it all. Like yeah. just to go in and steal something. Like was a, she the kind of girl that had black eyeliner all the way around her eye? Um, no, but but she yeah, but definitely had she definitely had like a. You know, a streak in her of just sure. like feather earrings. Uh, she was way more like she. Uh, she was like super smart. We Love. bonded over John Waters. Like she yeah. loved like crime. Mm. Sure, she loved being <laughs> bad. Lunchbox you know I mean? as purse. Yeah, maybe that yeah. sounds that that feels Will very. Will you say right. she loved crime again? She loved <laughs> crime. <laughs> uh, Who doesn't love crime? I love yeah. crime. Oh, I, I hung love out it. with a girl like that briefly in high school. I was in like a summer creative writing program, and uh-huh. she was in it. And uh, and we hung out one day, like one summer day, and we went to uh, we went to Deerberg's, and she was like, "I'm going to steal some nodos. Let's take it." And so she like yes. she she did it, and she like put it in like put it in her purse, and we took a bunch of nodos and drove around and oh, I had a panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> and I asked uh, her to let me out of the car so I could walk the rest of the way home. It was like a mile home. No, I, I, so... I, She's I, like, call me. 
I had moments where I was terrible. I was really verbally, uh, emotionally abusive to people and, and like growing up, but I never did any, like, and I got, I, I think because I got caught doing major things and, but I was such a good student and I was such a goody goody. And I kind of like, I felt this like, I sort of, I had, I drank the Kool Aid. Like I was like, I need to follow the rules. I need to get out of here and that whole thing. And my brother was always the one who was like, let's just, you know, my brother was always doing, the like the the wrong thing, the bad thing. Older, he was, like, younger, the, younger, yeah, but wiser in a way of just like hey, this doesn't matter. Like who cares? These people don't know. Our authorities don't know. And I was like, <laughs> they know everything. Yeah. They're older than we are. <laughs> They're our superiors. And um, so I love. I don't know. I always admired people doing the worst things. Like, that was my favorite thing. I think that's also a sibling order thing because mm. my sister is the exact same way. Where we spent a lot of like we went to college at the same time. Um, you know, we used to party together a lot. It'd mm-hmm. be like my friends and her friends in the, you know, in our kitchen or whatever. And I used to drive her insane because I was totally the one that would be like, I'm gonna smuggle a clove. And she'd be like, you can't do that. Right, and, right. you know, I would always, if I got drunk enough, my thing was at two when we would leave the bar, I loved running to the car with my shirt off. I just thought that was like the funniest possible thing to do. So at one point walking through the parking lot, I would just do this and my sister would be like, don't take your shirt out! And I would well, just you heard start me running. like lose my voice when I say topless women. It, it, it does something to me. I, I, I can't handle it. I wanted to bring you back to that place and really explore it with you. That, oh my God, I love that. And I... I, I I don't know why I I think you're the older child you feel like because you grow up and you're like you have to take care of the little one mm-hmm. and you know what the rules are and you're a little bit cl- you know and you and I was such a bossy older brother like I would you know like when my brother would get in trouble I'd I'd want to be part of the like assigning his punishment <laughs> And my parents would be like, no, we're good. Yeah. You go away, Drew. And I'd be like, but he, I just, I mean, that was when I was, you know, way younger. But I mean, like, my brother had to, like, put up with all that shit from me. What an annoying shit brother that I was to do that. Um, but That's yeah. That's the youngest position, though. You get, you have the benefit of somebody taking the hit before you. Uh-huh. And you get their wisdom, even if they don't want to give it to you, you get right. it anyway. Mm-hmm. And then you have that thing of, like, you are the ones you're the one that notices that nobody's actually really paying attention. Right. And that was always my thing as I became this obsessive boundary pusher only because I was like, no one gives a shit. Like, test it out. I'm telling you, you're scared of nothing. Like, watch this. And then yeah. she'd be like, you can't do that. It'd be like, see, now we're in the car. My shirt's back on. <laughs> nothing happened. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I love that. I uh, love it. My brothers are so much older that, like, I had, like, four parents you know what I mean? Oh, wow. Like, they're like eight and ten years older. Okay, and yeah. Like, they, so there was never any, like, we doing anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. We would never party together or anything like that. And it's still, like, now when I talk to them, like, people, uh, they'll be like, what's the tone that you're taking with me? You know <laughs> what I mean? You? Yeah, it's right. very strange. It's, right. It's really the, and then, oh, wow. And it's like, you're, you know, you're an adult now. I, my, my brother is so much more of an adult than I am now. I mean, he's yeah. like, he, you know has this incredible job he has a job uh unlike us uh you know we don't have jobs oh that's sweet uh, sweet insurance yeah <laughs> he's got insurance he actually sells insurance believe right well he can and, complain um, about anything he wants then that's exactly right. he's 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 a he's an official american yeah but i mean he has like two kids and owns a house and he's such a like he's such a a man like an adult and there's so many times and he knows so much he's so smart and knows about things there's so many times that i'll be like 
uh, I defer to him because I'm like I don't know anything other than like wigs and you know horrible human behavior at Starbucks. I'm like uh-huh. I, I'm very aware of what's happening there, and but I'm those aware two of- things are so crucial <laughs> in today's America. <laughs> Just picture you in the back of Starbucks with a fucking with awesome the, wig. Uh, just being like, I see this. I see this. That will be my next character. That horrible person. Oh, good to good to log that. Um, um, I have to say, even though you don't need this plug, and I'm sure you went to Golden Girls Live when oh, it yeah. was at Casitas del Campo. Um, yeah. I went... I bought. <laughs> I was trying to get fitted in between two other things, so I was like, "I'll just buy a single ticket." And I got. I literally got the last ticket at uh, that last show. Yeah. So when I got there, they they kept looking for my name, and they realized it was truly like somebody turned their ticket back in, and I got it the second she oh, turned okay, it. Okay. Okay. Uh huh. So they, the whole place was full, and they walked a chair and sat me in the aisle. Oh, I remember that. Like I remember a, that show. You were in the weird, aisle. Yeah. handicapped stranger, <laughs> lonely lady. And I was just sitting there mortified. Uh, and then the show starts, and the opening credits start, and the entire place starts singing. And it was the thank you for being a friend. Uh-huh. It was the most beautiful moment. Uh, and then... Proceeded to be the most hilarious night. It was like my favorite. That show is so much fun, and we usually only do it twice a year because it it murders our our bodies to do it because it's so it's so intense. Because we do we did ten shows in a weekend. Oh shit! Because we usually do two, and then sometimes three in a day, and that and each show is two episodes. So we'll do two episodes, and then we immediately go back in and do two more episodes. So the, the costume changes. Learning those lines are are no joke. Those lines are full on. Yeah, and. It's so much fun though once we do it because and it just it's so nostalgic. It brings back so many um, things for people and like getting to see and and it's um, it's very weird because it's like everyone loves Golden Girls, but also like seeing these like four you know grown ass men playing these women and with love like we're not like snarky about it and we're not like no no the impressions are such they're the impressions are so artful it's the impressions made by people who have put in their 10,000 hours basically <laughs> where it's just like you can't fucking tell me I don't love B. Arthur because watch this oh, it's like yeah because yeah. Jackie Beat is like channels B. Arthur and I, you know, B. Arthur, and I yeah. think that there was such a thing as a as a Betty White impression yeah <laughs> until i saw you yeah and immediately it was like oh yeah no that's he is completely <laughs> insanely dead certain, on yeah yeah oh, there's certain people you, you just think are impression proof because they're well, just Betty White I, there's was so part, much Betty part of your life a yeah little. yeah on the show she's so she's the straight man which i didn't realize until doing the show that i was like she is the joke and the other three make the Tell jokes joke. yes yeah and she doesn't rarely get the laugh line which i had to just like you know and i got i was like i see why betty white who is so genius and so talented was frustrated on the golden girls because she has to say so many words yeah and then one of the i mean like there's the classic one where betty white tells this really really long story and sophia just looks at her and says i hate you (laughs) and like that's what gets the laugh and it's like so great because it's like i love that because it's like the writers were like we got nothing i hate let's just say i I hate hate you you. (laughs) like i'm at a point where i'm just like it's just mean and it's so funny to me but like it, it, you know, it it can be frustrating. And then I was like, I I started to watch Betty White now, and I just sort of was like, and I sort of just exaggerated her and made her like on acid. 
But also she that thing she's she does and did that you play up a lot, which is that moment after yeah. the thing it's just these tiny, tiny movements of <laughs> kind of looking at a person and rolling your eyes and yeah. head and it's this thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she, so yeah she she has this like uh this I don't know. I, I try to like tell myself that like after I say a line, it's usually like I have no idea what I just said or I'm adorable and then and the world <laughs> welcomes me as their collective grandmother. Because yeah. Betty White has that thing where she says something and she's like, you're welcome. I'm here. <laughs> um, but thank I love you. you it's, too. So, it's really, really fun to do. And hopefully we'll do it again this summer. Um, we always try to do it in the summer and the, and the winter. <laughs> I, love, I love a summer golden girl. A summer golden girl. And it's so hot. We're in the basement of, yeah. in August, usually. Mm-hmm. And we're like screaming at each other. And the exits are here, 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 and here. Oh, that's right. And Mr. Dan. Thing, and he's going to pour all, the, all the, the leftovers into the one cup. Uh-huh. <laughs> have a casita teeny. And it's the same speech you'll hear yeah. I love for every show. I it's love just, those shows. They're so, so like old-fashioned feeling to me. It, yeah. It's unlike any place in L.A. I mean, if, and if you ever get a chance to go to any Anything at Casita del Campo, it's worth it. The experience alone. Go have like greasy Mexican food and the yep. strongest ethanol laced margaritas <laughs> that will pickle you beyond I, all reason. The last time I saw Dina Martina there, yep. no, two times ago, I rem- like in the middle of it, I was like, oh, I have to watch this with one hand over one eye. <laughs> yes. Like yes. an old time yes. cartoon drunk yes. because I am seeing two of what's ha- like I was with it enough to know that I was seeing double. Right, but right. drunk enough to see double. Right, uh. and it's it does that to you. you I, I've I have been, and I have always have somebody apologize to me every every show. I'll get an email or a text or something from me like I'm so sorry. I don't know what was into me. I got so drunk at your show yeah. at Casita because those margaritas are so insanely strong. Oh, fuck. And, um, and I spilled my coffee. You know, oh, no. who's drunk now? <laughs> it, looks um, like it didn't spill. That it didn't really spill yeah, anything really at all. There wasn't much. Um, to it. I'm going to pick it up off but, the floor though. All right. Uh, well, what I love is I really fe- it feels like. Um, we're in like elite Broadway culture. When I go there, even though there's only like 50 seats, I'll uh-huh. always know four people in the room. Right. So there's a real kind of like, hi, how are you? Like that kind <laughs> yes. of thing before the show starts that I love that you yeah. don't really get anywhere else. No, it's the only place where there, where um, people go just because it's, they will go to dinner there and then they'll go, let's just go see whatever is there. Yeah. You're on the mailing list and you kind of go, okay, uh, because like, there are enough people like Dina Martina and Jackie Beat that do so many shows there um, constantly that you can go, okay, if I don't know what this thing is, I'm sure it'll be a fun night. Right. And so a lot of the same people go to all the shows, and it really does have a sense of community. It feels well like, curated. Yes. You know? And that is Mr. Dan. Mr. Dan yeah. does decide what, he, what goes on down there and mm-hmm. what he gets to, you know, plug and promote. And it's, and, it's like, it's fun gay. It's not when we rise gay. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? Right, it's right, not right, like right, empowering yeah. gay. And, and it's, it's not, fun gay. It's fun gay, and it's also not West Hollywood gay. It's also yeah. not like, it's not the, because um, I love Drag Race, uh, and I can't wait for season, you know, 38 or whatever is coming on in March. But it's, we, drag has become very polished. Very. And about like, your face has to be comp- perfect. And and I have anxiety in this play that I'm doing. I have to give up the uh, the need to have a perfectly made up face because I can't do per- great drag makeup. And, uh, but now that's where the aesthetic is. And so, but something's lost, I think, in that. And drag now has become um, so polished 
that it doesn't feel um, dangerous to me anymore. No. Whereas at Casita, it can be a little more dangerous. It's messy. It's old. It's an old school thing of like, here's an idea. Here's some uh, a really. Uh, it's like a way more unique. Gay it's character down there. It's, it's character, character it's not which is way more Britney Spears song. exactly. Well, and because I think it's the it's the comedy element of drag as opposed to presentational. For me, drag is my favorite version of of comedy of stand up. Mm. Like I, there's something about it, and I think it's because it's a man dressed like a woman, so he has to be ready for anything. Uh-huh. And it's the way I feel when I do stand up, except for I don't necessarily have that much of a reason to. Like I hate the audience, and I want to attack them, so I have all these things ready <laughs> sure, I to abuse them with just in case I need to. Uh-huh. And but I rarely do because they will, then they will hate me, and women right. aren't supposed to act right. like that. Sure, sure, sure. But when I watch a drag queen do it, it's just so fucking satisfying and yeah, hilarious yeah. and it has to be laser sharp like we were at this drag bingo show in New York City and we were sitting I was sitting with like four girls I worked with and w- one of my friends who was like an impeccable dresser every day she had a different hat all jewelry you know um <laughs> pashmina fucking neck oh. cowl dicky whatever wow. she had like every accessory under the sun this drag queen comes off the stage walks to our table and goes oh hello forever 21 and I was oh, just like you God. are the yeah. most brilliant person on the ha- you did that from like 10 paces right right it's right right genius yeah. like yeah. laser sharp yeah, yeah, focus yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I love that. That's so good. You know, and when <laughs> and just that ability to to do that and that and it's also it is a there's a it's like safe because it's coming from a from a place of love. Yes. As and opposed fun. to right, right. Um Except you know, Jackie Beats. Oh but, oh but my god, but <laughs> truly the like would be so mad for me to tell you like the sweetest person in the world like doesn't want anyone to know that she's the dearest most lovely person like you know and i love the persona on stage and it's like it's like when someone is like notorious for playing like sweet characters and you meet them off stage you're like they're horrible jackie's the opposite she's like the kindest I mean, put any dog in front of her, any baby, any old oh. person, any person who is like, you know, might be dealing with anything. And Jackie is like <laughs> number one support system for Jackie. You know. Be- I worked with Jackie Beat on my first writing job. Was that on hype? <clears throat> yes. Oh. <clears throat> we um, had the best time. But what what was it? It was, it was a sketch show, sketch show for the WB Ooh. called Hype, where all the people that were hired could do impressions. So it was like supposed to be a really skewering Hollywood, and of course, sure. it didn't work out. Hmm. But I remember <clears throat> this. Remember, Daniel Gaither was on it, and um, was Nadia. Nadia. Jennifer, yeah, Ginsburg, Jennifer yeah, Cox. Yes. Jennifer Cox was on it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Chris Williams, who's hilarious. Mm. Um, but we would, I mean, it was it was a tough job. And uh, for a lot of us, it was our first writing job. Jackie, <laughs> one time I came to work, I had this weird zit on my neck. And I had, Neutrogena used to make these things that looked like Band-Aids, but they had zit medicine oh, yeah, on yeah, them. Yeah, you yeah, could sure, just sure. leave them on a Band-Aid for like two days and the Band-Aid was gone. Yeah. And... So I just was like, I'm just leaving it there because it's, you know, the neck is just as bad. Uh And uh, I mean, why not? And Jackie walks into my office (laughs) and before, like, we didn't even make eye contact. And she goes, so am I supposed to just pretend that's not there? (laughs) Like, immediately. Uh Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. 100%. Jackie reads me because I, I mean, her drag is impeccable. And so is Sherry Vine. And Sherry Vine plays uh, Blanche. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And then Sam is playing Sophia, so he just draws a couple, like, you know, lines on his face and says, I'm an old lady, and just, and some, you know. But then Rose, uh, I just am like, Rose is like a little, she's a little country, and she's kind of like a little girl who's like playing in her mom's makeup chest. So my makeup is a much, much lower level. Jackie gets so mad at me when I walk out on stage. She's like, you're going to go out like that. You're going to walk out on stage looking like that. Or, or she'll just walk by and she'll be like, horrible. <laughs> just under her breath, you look fucking awful. Like, look at you, look at nothing. And I, and, you know, and it just becomes our, you know, love for each other. It's just so, you know, she's the greatest. My favorite, sorry, but my favorite rift joke of all time is we were trying to think, we were like in a room and it was me, Jackie, and Jay Johnston trying to write this sketch. And it's something to do with Jay Johnston. I mean, with um, John Travolta and Jay pitched something about the movie Phenomenon because uh-huh. it had just come out. And Jackie immediately goes, oh, come on and on. <laughs> <laughs> That's her. It's the best. It's the best. Oh, it's genius. Oh, well, check out Jackie Beat. Check out Casita <laughs> del Campo. Yeah. <laughs> this has been a commercial for Jackie Beat. Um, well, we're out of time and then oh, some. Geez. We went Bye. way over. Well, sorry. We went way over. No, How it's many? wonderful. How many over? I don't know because I have a little intro that I have to tack on to the beginning of this as well. Mm. It's going to be an extra jam-packed episode for all the Super listeners. Supersized. Yeah. Cut out the Jackie Beat part. <laughs> Cutting all of that out. Oh, now the show's uh, 12 minutes. Um, well, thank you all both so much for thank doing you. this. Yes, thank you. It's been just a, a delightful afternoon. Mm-hmm. Thank you all so much. I want to thank my guests, Karen Kilgariff and Dave Holmes. Bye. This has been another episode of True Drogies Minor Revelations. I forgot my own name. <laughs> it happens. Thank you. Feral Audio.